Hey guys, I had to stop the show real quick because I wanted to give a quick content advisory. This story does have sexual assault and child abuse and a lot of uh, mention of just rape in general. If you are not okay with that, we understand. It is a very heavy story, so we will see you guys next week or the week after, depending on the stories that we choose. But just know that we love you, we understand, and stay safe out there. I'm Kenny Kringle. Not Kenny Kringle. <laughs> I don't even have a good one for myself. Oh, fuck. I'm Brianna Balls. <laughs> <laughs> Brianna Jingle Balls. <laughs> Snowballs. Brianna Snowballs. Oh, I like that. Okay. I, I like hate that. it. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, okay, for real though. I'm Kendall. And I'm Bree. And this is When the Light Goes Out. Hell yeah. Well, we uh, have had quite a week. Um, Bria's got so much done today. Like, you've done all the shopping in the world. Got your nails done. Got an oil change. Oh, did you really? Oh, you didn't did. tell me that at first. Oh, yeah, shit. I saw my oil change, man. We're on a first name basis. I'm pretty sure I'm like two months behind, but it's fine. Just... Um, You better be... See, you're <laughs> supposed to get your oil changed like every four months or something like that. Or every yeah. like 3,000 miles. But because I live far from literally everything... I have to get an oil change every month. Do you really? Dead ass. Oh, shit. I feel like I'm being robbed. That's a lot of fucking uh, oil. Yeah, and then, like, I'll go. Like I said, my oil change man, because I'm there so often. Yeah. He knows me. Oh, And I, like, go or whatever. And then he'll be like, oh, you're, like, 2,000 miles past, like, when you were supposed to get it done. And I'm like, mind your business. I had my dad check it. He said it's okay. Like, it was okay for, like, a little longer. Yeah. Like, I could wait a little longer. Because I'm not bringing my happy ass in here every fucking two weeks. That's expensive. That's what uh, I'm saying. Like, it's oh my, my car, not my nails. I should not be there every month. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Literally so whack. Um, so I did that today. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And then I also studied for my exam. Yeah, I saw that. And I'm speak. so proud of her. She was studying when I came, in the, uh, came into the apartment and... She she's gonna get this A. And knocked I out in you. five or six chapters of Damn. studying in like three hours. Holy even. shit. <laughs> also I'm sick. Coming down with something. I think Bree is sick every other week, but Bru- it's okay. I literally used to never get sick. And that's the crazy thing about it, is I never used to get sick until until I started working at my current place of employment because I work with a lot of um not what? kids, but teens, I like guess. Like, adolescents. Adolescents. <laughs> and, well, teens. And I swear to God, they, every day, must be bringing some type of crusty germs or something oh my into my world. Because why? Oh. Why? Oh. I swear, I'm always sick. 
Shout out to y'all who are getting me sick. I know some of you guys <laughs> They're listen. probably listening, too. No, some of them literally do. Hey, guys. No, I noticed that. Love y'all. They're always liking our little po- uh, pictures oh, on I Instagram. Love I literally love my associates Aww, so much. they're so sweet. They, they literally, the they literally make our likes on all of our Instagrams. No, so I can tell you that right now. Literally. <laughs> I don't know any of them, but shout out to you guys. We love you. Um, I had... I think I told you guys last week that I uh, went to... I went to New York for a week. I went from, I think, from the day that we filmed to the day we're filming now. Oh, no, yesterday I came back, so Wednesday. Um, and uh, it was fun. I did a lot of <laughs> shit. I saw that Harry Potter play, the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which I strongly suggest you guys go check out. It's really good. They have a lot of magic shit in it, which I didn't realize they would do. I have the Playboy. <laughs> the <He> Playboy. <laughs> He literally just whipped out the playbill from his freaking <laughs> laptop case. Oh, there's a Chanel number no. five ad. Oh, oh my god, there is. <laughs> I have that perfume. It smells like old ladies, but I love it. Is it good though? No. No, it's not good. Oh, you said it smells, it smells like, like old ladies. ladies. Oh, shit. But I love the aesthetic. So it was one of the first gifts Simon got me because he knew Aww. that I like the aesthetic of it. Oh but it God. smells like but old ladies. It smells ladies. like old ass lady. Oh, okay. I love it, though. It's funny. I Knowing me, definitely follow one of the cute guys I was in the play. He didn't follow me back, though, so I unfollowed him. You but- are. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we, or we, I went alone. Um, I had... Did this thing called the the edge, which is like the Midwest tallest um, like deck, like outdoor deck or whatever. So you can go out there, you can walk on it, you can like go on the glass and see below. Love, Very I know what fun. you're talking about. I've never been in New York, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was really cute. So if you guys want to see pictures, you can go on my Instagram. This is Kendall Hudson, um, and check that out. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> yes. Simon said, hi, Ken, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I hope you guys like last episode. I think last episode was really good. That was the um, Elisa Lamb case. Uh, we're, still, we're still carrying on with the whole connection to Cecil month, so... Uh, today we have a interesting case, which I actually knew nothing about. I did not know anything about this case, did not know who this person was, but I had done a little research and he does have some connection to the Cecil, which we will eventually get there and see that connection. We'll circle back. We'll circle back, yeah. Um, but I just wanted us to kind of learn a little bit about this weird-ass man who did a lot of shitty shit, and yeah. So I think you guys will also see a lot of connections, because I did, between this dude and uh, Nikolai Jumigaliev. So I can't tell you which episode that was at this point, but it was one of them. It was one of the earlier ones. It was one of our first ones. I think that was like the third or fourth. I think, yeah, I think one so. Of those. It was a short one, but it, it was, was a, a short one. one. Yeah, it was. He was a crazy ass dude. So back in the pod lab. Back in the pod lab. Yeah. <laughs> Since then, we've had two other room changes. Two other room changes, and this is our final and hopefully last. Hopefully one. final. Well, we didn't. We've been doing so. Ugh, we've been. Ugh, I can't speak. We've been doing okay so far with our rooms. So yeah, trying to. We trying. We out here trying. We never said we were good at this. Yeah, true. Don't at me, even though I'm literally a digital media editor. <laughs> okay. No one had to know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> or if you guys didn't know, I reminded you, so. 
Oh, before we start, guys, you should go listen to Sizz's new album. It's really good. Okay, Period. so <laughs> that's all we'll talk about. Um, the only pop culture that we'll talk about. Pop culture. Pop culture. Pop culture. I like the way you said that. Pop culture. <laughs> Why was that laugh? Like Ew. That? <laughs> that, that was a really. I think it's the way I'm literally laying on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Right now. I think it's the way I'm laying. It's like making me cough more, and it's also making my laugh sound horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> we're also I feel like we're a tad slap happy I'm slap happy normally I'm freaking tired but yeah. I'm so slap happy I like this side of I you I think I got a lot of dopamine today because I spent a lot of money and I love buying gifts for people I fucking hate Christmas though well, but I love buying gifts for people we now know what we're doing every time we start this show Spending money. <laughs> Spending money beforehand. Um, no. Bitch <laughs> got bills. Get, imagine that is a lot. She got bills. Maybe when we're rich and famous. She got bills. Oh yeah, that's very true. But Which is not far away from us. She got bills. So. Listen, but she got bills right now. Oh, it's okay. Same. Yeah. I actually have a bill coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Fuck you, Xfinity, taking oh. all my money. Oh, quick sign out too. I I told you this before the show, Bree, but um, I have to I have to give some some. Well, two things, actually. One is not very serious. The other is very serious. The first one is not very serious. We need some... Oh, guys, I don't want to ruin anything, but watch White Lotus. That's all I gotta say. Because season two is good as fuck. So good. Ah, uh, it's just so good. Ah, uh, anyways. Watch that. But my second thing is, I need some justice for my brother. Because someone decided to steal <laughs> my brother's car... Right in front of our house. With a camera. With a camera. And I did not know anything about this beforehand. I think Brie had seen something on TikTok. But uh, yeah, apparently they're out here stealing Kias. And don't know, you know, how that works or whatever. But you guys, if you have a Kia, be careful. Or a Nissan, I think you said too. I can't remember if it was a Nissan, but it was another like car brand similar okay yeah if you guys have those put them in a garage if you can or something uh, yeah or behind another car like make it <sighs> yeah, hard to steal because... i feel so bad yeah my little brother he locked car really new yeah like, he just got this car literally this year bought it with or his own money year, right yeah. yeah he's still paying it off and someone just came and took it so yeah that that's really tragic lock so. up your kias lock it Wait, up what's bitches. the um Oh gosh, what was that old video of like the? It's like hide your kids, hide, hide your, your wife, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your Nissan. Literally, I don't remember if it's a Nissan, but it's something. It's the holidays and people are getting ruthless <laughs> out here. So please, no yeah, be careful with your cars. I don't even care if it's not a Kia, not a Nissan. Be careful with your cars because it's holidays. And people act stupid notoriously for some reason around this time. So no one wants my 2016. <laughs> um, I think I'm safe. I got to like a Bosley though, at least. Yeah, people would rather your car than my. Boo, can yeah. you stop? I didn't. I make name my car by the way, so that's a thing. But sorry, we. Uh, Mine is also named. Yeah, we name our cars here. That's what we do. So. All right, well, without further ado, it's story time, everyone. So settle in. Today is a weird, interesting, fucked up case. So Grab your popcorn and your blankets. Your popcorn and hide your wives. Hide your wives, hide your kids, hide no, your cockies. No, for this case, hide your wives and uh, hide your prostitutes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She's right, because today 
we are covering the serial killer Johan Jack Unterweger, aka the Vienna Woods Killer. Yikes. So we're gonna go by Jack. His name is Johan Jack Unterweger, his full name. He also has alias the Vienna Killer, uh, or sorry, the Vienna Strangler. But I would rather just go by his name, for one, because I don't love to go by aliases when I tell a story. I feel like I'm giving that person way too much, you know, uh, credit. And credit is not due to them for killing people, because we do not do that. And uh, this guy's a douchebag, so there's that. But, yes, like I said, this guy's Austrian. I keep wanting to say Australian. He's an Austrian serial killer. And early on, Jack as a kid never even really had the opportunity to live the typical childhood, which we're not surprised by that. The kind of childhood where his parents, you know, would nurture or just give him, you know, some self, some, sorry, safe and uh, sustainable home to live in. But it's not that. He seemed to have gone and grown up through plenty of violence. And he was born to his mother, who was uh, Teresa Antweger, and his father, Jack Becker. And he was born on August 16th, 1950. Now, understand historically, five years prior to Jack's birth, in uh, 1945, World, World War II had just ended, that thing, and... So with the Allied forces from Britain, the United States, and the USSR, and France, they all remained in Austria and Germany. And after war, the nations kind of began to slowly rebuild. That's what they do after war. They rebuild. That is pretty much what these allies are doing. The re- uh, this rebuilding of Germany and Austria persisted and continued for at least 10 years, well into the year Czech had been conceived. So during these years, the birth rate in these two countries, again, Germany and Austria, began to dramatically increase. And a massive baby boom had just let out. But citizens of Germany and Austria started to not just procreate with each other. They began to procreate with allies of the four countries I mentioned, Britain, the U.S., and the USSR and France. Often it was Austrian and German women that were with the male soldiers, so the women began having kids with these men, leaving pretty much the women to raise these children by themselves, which is really fucked up. This was not all male allies, but it was a big portion of them, and Jack unfortunately was a product of this neglect, along with 30,000 other children that were left with their mothers, which is kind of tragic to think about. Jack's mother, Teresa, was a country girl from Austria, notably a barmaid. She took a trip to Italy, and along the way, she met an American soldier named Jack Becker. Allegedly, his mother, Teresa, at the time, engaged in sex work, being that it was just an easier way to survive with the hard times, and this guy was one that eventually just got her pregnant. Now... We can only really refer to only so much information from this case. So it's rightly argued if Teresa was forced into sex work or if she chose to go into sex work. So we don't know. But either way, who are we to judge? She did what she had to do. It was inferred that her relationship with Jack's father was an intimate fling. With what was supposed to be a gift of bringing a child into the world only really challenged Teresa. 
she couldn't really afford to survive on her own. And she was barely surviving by a thin needle. But bringing in a newborn into the world and supplying it with the proper food, living, and health was just difficult. So she resorted to returning to Austria and made a long list of petty crimes. These crimes were often just fraud and thefts. I'm sorry, I said just. That's not good. But she did. <laughs> so I got to note something, you guys. My conducted research are from various podcasts, books, and articles, which per usual is posted in our show notes to review and cite. But most of what all this information is provided by comes directly from Jack Unterager. He had written two memoirs, which were intended to be drawn by sympathy. So... Boy, nobody's sympathizing with you. No one is. <laughs> you'll see. Well, you'll see why. Trust me. Whoa. Like, whoa. And uh, just have that, you know, in your belt, because I think that's just something to know. I think that he has a lot of that, and you'll notice that within this. Um, but also... I am certain that story after story you will recognize that most male serial killers aim for sex workers, but it's because they are often easier to target. They figure that no one will look for them. These monsters see sex workers as lesser than, and they do not view them as human beings at all. They just see them as people that get, or not even people, they just see them as things that get paid for pleasure and that's just so sad to me it's so nasty it's so nasty like these are human beings these women are living breathing people like that's their job this is their job this is what they know like you don't know their background you don't know where they came from you don't know what kind of predicament they're in it's not fair to see any person in my eyes as lesser than unless they're over here killing people like jack so yeah literally like i see him as lesser than <laughs> definitely fucking piece of shit but anyways, they don't deserve to die because some loon has mama drama. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, what is he gonna say in his memoir? Like, my mom was a bad mom. Yeah, that's exactly And I what... didn't know my dad. Wait till we get to the... So I went and killed women. Wait till we get to the end of this. It's gonna piss you off. I promise you. The bullshit that he likes to pull is just beyond me. And... We'll see by the end of this of, of his, I guess, story, quote-unquote, that he gets his. So, just know that. Now, to note, Jack was later diagnosed with borderline narcissistic personality disorder. And with this diagnosis, more often comes with exaggerating one's success or seeing oneself as nearly untouchable. Sadly, we will see that this tends to work in his favor. I mean, this sad excuse for a man was released from prison after killing a woman because of a petition, which you'll see. So it really just does work in his favor, and it's fucking frustrating. Treatment like this doesn't teach a killer not to kill. It just shows them that you can do whatever you want. And, and then, get away with it. And get away with it. There's no repercussions or punishment. So... Now knowing this, also consider that this info about his mother could honestly be fabricated from what uh, just his views were and just what he thinks about his mother. There's no solid supported evidence to argue that she voluntarily was a sex worker, but it's taken from what he says based on what he published. We do know that 
she did get into petty criminal activity based on her police uh, records. And it's already hard to know what is right from wrong, but we'll usually just take from what we have. Let's just say that. So moving on. Jack had eventually been sent to live with his grandfather during his youth. No specific knowledge of the age, but he had to just been around two or three years old when this happened. He claims that his grandfather, Fernand Fraser, was a drunk that trained Jack to basically become an accomplice to criminal activity throughout his youth. But as it is told, he was neglected, food, and a nurturing relationship with his grandfather, and often seen a revolving door of sex workers coming and going from the little hut that he and his grandfather had lived in. Now, according to podcast Serial Killers, Charletta Hauer, which was Jake's grandfather's stepdaughter, long line of family there, will later pretest Jake's allegations year later, uh, years later. She would claim that her and her stepfather, Fernand, had lived together for years before Jake had even been born, and she never saw this side of him that would be her father sleeping with other women and having other women over. Someone lying here. Something's not true. Yeah. <laughs> Something's off. But from her side of things, this was all fabricated, and it was a fabricated lie to sympathize with what he would do later. So there's that. Now, Charletta's mother, Maria, also attested to this, sharing that she lived in the household with Fernand, Charletta, and uh, Jack. I put Jake right next to it by accident, but <laughs> we'll skip right over that. <laughs> and she says that, you know, Jack was raised with better morals than he depicted. So clearly he's lying. Right. But now neither of them argue that Jack's grandfather had been neglectful or abusive towards Jack, so... It's solely argued that Fernand was just a loyal person to his family and would never have brought in affairs to their household. So it's still hard to know, like, did he get, you know, abused? Or maybe that part is true. And maybe what he says about his grandfather sleeping with other women and stuff is false. We don't really know, I guess. But Maria could say that her grandson was very diabolical as a kid and he was a menace and to say the least, he just was not a very good kid to have around, which is crazy. And this goes back to the whole thing of narcissism. He is not taught and he's not comprehending that what he does wrong should be punished. He just knows I can get away with these things and I can get what I want. Understandably, Maria is like, okay, I cannot live with this crooked child anymore. He's got to go or I leave. His grandfather chose him, and in 1958, she was fed up and left. Jack was born in 1950. So at the age of eight, he was personally rotten and manipulative to the point where he chased out his own grandmother. That's insane. Yeah. Eight years old and like eight years literally old. being a menace to society. Yeah. And I mean, it was a step-grandmother, but still, like... Yeah, that's, that's so just crazy, crazy to me. I can't I can't even think about an eight-year-old having that over me. It's just crazy to me. So this child was a bad kid. And I guess his attitude was just way too much. Eventually, CPS came and took Jack away from his grandfather for unexplained reasons and was sent over to his grandfather's sister. So here's the question. 
We know he killed many women, and most of his young telling is dependent on his angle. Why am I explaining what we think he may have fabricated against what people have left of him have to say about him? Well, because what Jack shares may be a lie, or it may actually be somewhat true. His step-cousin and step-grandmother only comment on what they knew from him for a short amount of years that they lived with Jack and his grandfather. So they never denied that he was abused by his grandfather, just that Jack made shut up and got what he wanted. Now, there are also several years unaccounted for where Jack just lived with his grandfather, so I guess they couldn't really know. Maybe he did become an abusive alcoholic and invited sex workers over. Um, I'm not really a licensed psychologist or psychiatrist either, unfortunately, so I can't say for (laughs) sure this is true, but neglect and lack of parental authority over a kid sure to me just sounds like the result of borderline narcissistic personality disorder. If you ask me, I don't know. You're saying like it all result? Yeah, like overall. I don't know. To me, if you're getting neglected by your family, either way you look at it, like even if he did lie about his grandfather being, you know, uh, kind of like a, like a abusive kind of predator and had women over, I mean, he still got neglected from his mom. His dad, he never knew. And then he's over here getting moved around from his grandfather's house to his grandfather's sister's house, all these other things. So I don't know. To me, it kind of seems like even if he could, like, scare away his step-grandmother, I don't know. That's, it, 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 it to me sounds like some kind of result of, like, you're winning. And I'm not, you know, getting punished for anything I'm doing if he is being a bad kid so yeah I can see where you're coming from there I don't think like narcissism would be rooted in like neglectful behavior and like a sense of like being neglected but like I see what you're saying of like he's not getting punished he's not getting I could like see that where he's like thinking like oh I'm getting away with these things like Mm -hmm. I'm so much better than everybody else. I'm getting away with these things. Nobody ever punishes me. Like, I can do whatever I want. Like, I can see that. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, I was about to say, that's a really bold, like, assumption. Yeah. But it, yeah. It is, it is. Um, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, it's just crazy to me. And I'm still thinking about an eight-year-old child, like, scaring away a grown-ass woman. Like, that, to me, it's like, you yeah, have to be doing crazy. something bad. To yeah, like, he's have clearly to. being a menace to society. Yeah, so, uh, that's just crazy in its own self. So, not long after he had been released, and around this time, at this point, he was a teenager, so he had pretty much been in jail for some time. He had found a woman on the street. She had got in the car with him, to which he then drove her to a creek not far outside a city in Austria, And while at this creek, he had found a steel pipe and sexually assaulted her with it while simultaneously masturbating on top of her. Wow. Yeah. The proper term for this fuck shit is sexual sadism. And many serial killers seem to find this as a pleasure starting out the way they do. I did find the name of this woman, but she seemed to want to keep everything private. And here we keep everything private for victims if they say keep it private. So that will remain anonymous. But this woman did make it out alive to Aww. tell the story, which is... Glad she's alive. I'm sure yeah. that's... I 
couldn't imagine how it being to look Very at that. Very traumatic, yeah. Yeah, and she did immediately sell out police, and the police tracked down Jack and sent him right to prison. Good. Again. Soon after, he was sent to a psychiatric ward in Salzburg for attempting suicide, and after his quote-unquote treatment, he was then released on good behavior. So, you know, everything's all good and dandy now, right? It's hard to believe that he was released on good behavior. From, yeah, from assaulting somebody. Not only that, but he's been a menace since he's literally, or no, not only that, but he's been a menace since eight years old. Literally eight years <laughs> old. So, I doubt good behavior. So Jack randomly decides to become a radio DJ. That is actually so random. The like most a, random thing. A radio DJ? Which I think is just crazy because I'm like, like, how does that level out with your fascination with assaulting and raping women all over Austria? Which he was still doing at this time, by the way. He got right out of jail and just continued doing what he was doing already. You don't learn your lesson the first fucking time? Not only that, but, like, how are you about to make a whole persona for yourself and put your name out there as a radio DJ? Like, people know, like, the yes. radio DJ's names. Like, that's just the thing. Like, the back of their hand. And he's gonna be out here being a menace yeah. since eight years old. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. But now he's, like, has, like, a... I wouldn't say he's, like, necessarily famous, but he's well-known at this point, he's, right? He's getting... He's, he's getting like, getting known, well known if he's yeah. a radio DJ. Yeah, people aren't really like knowing his name station. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and... And this assaulting and the raping is just not enough for Jack. Hurting and assaulting is just too easy, as apparently it comes to him. So, what does he do next? He heightens the odds and decides to start murdering. Oh. All right, because <laughs> that's just the next step. Yeah, that's the level that you take next. You guys, you just start fucking murdering people. No, you don't, fucker. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> this man. A 25-year-old Croatian woman by the name of Marita, uh, Marista Horvat and her husband, Mato, had just moved to Salzburg, Austria, hoping for a better life. No, God. At the time, Marista was only a maid, and on March 31st, 1973, she had a couple friends and wanted to visit them in the city. She had let her husband Mato know she'd come back later that night, but when Mato had got home from work, he had realized that Marista had never returned home. He asked neighbors, and no one knew where she had been. It was, like, kind of weird, and it was not like her to be out so late. So, something was off. The next day... On Sunday, April 1st, 1974, a group of young boys had been hiking just outside of Salzburg when they spotted a female body in the shallow waters of Salzgach Lake. A father and son fishing nearby heard the screams of the boys and immediately notified the authorities. When her body was found, she was naked from the waist down. Her, uh, her wrists had been bound with a red, black, and silver necktie. Her ankles had also been tied together by her own pantyhose. And her mouth had been gagged with supplies from a first aid kit, such as a gauze and cotton bandages. Her face had been severely bloated, which indicated that she had been brutally beaten. Poor girl. Just... That's so 
Tragic. Imagine moving to a country like, yay, new beginnings. And then this happens because some That's... fucker decides to just be a terrible human. <sighs> yeah. And be, I can imagine the young boys having to find that. Like, that's traumatizing to someone's uh, everybody childhood, Everybody involved, by the way. yeah. Oh my god. So on the next day, Mato had submitted a police report and immediately was notified to come in and identify a body that had matched the description mm. that had been given to the police. The body was, in fact, that of his wife, Marista Horvat. Hmm. Inspector Angus Scherner, uh, I think I'm saying that right. Oh, sorry, not Angus. Uh, Agus. It's Agus Scherner. Spent most months looking for her killer, only having a necktie as a lead to who had done this. The tie was traced back to a shop in Vienna, but the store had no record of who bought it that day and who, got, who it was sold to. So the case slowly began to become cold. Now, on April 4th, 1974, four days later, Jack had been arrested for attempting to illegally cross into Germany and, uh, from Switzerland. So he was held in custody for four months, and he was released, then working as a server, often job hopping, using the same serving occupation. And in August of 1974, he had gotten a job as a disc jockey with... Women still filing complaints <laughs> against him that he was doing the exact same thing. So nothing changed with this guy. Nothing gets by on this guy. The fact that he's getting out of jail so often, I think that's really giving him the advantage of that narcissism, thinking that he can get away with it. Yeah. So I cannot tell you why he's being released so often and why he's being off with like all these different you know, slaps on the wrists. I looked everywhere, does not tell me why. It's fishy, but that's that's the information as is. So in mid-December of that year, which was 1974, Jack somehow found love in a hopeless place with a young German girl named Barbara Schultz. Not the Rihanna. <laughs> I had to throw in that reference. <laughs> so not even a week into knowing each other had gone by... When they both agreed to travel two hours to her parents' house, but not to meet her parents, to rob them. And she was in on it? She was in on this shit. Wow. How the fuck do you find a bitch that decides to do this with you? Like, what? Wow. Her own parents? Oh, my God. Her own parents. Wow. But when they arrived, she actually got cold feet. So instead, they tried to think of other ways to rob cash. So while pondering on other ways to make money, because apparently getting a job isn't an option... Barbara just so happens to spot her old friend Margaret Schaefer walking down the street. So Jack's sinister gears start turning. And while he's sitting in his Mercedes... Wait, hold up. Mercedes? Yeah. He How does this man afford a Mercedes? <laughs> I'm wondering... Wait, didn't he, like, just get out of jail? Yeah, he did. I'm wondering the same exact thing. Because you know what? I actually was curious about that. Didn't find anything about how he fucking bought a Mercedes... I want to either assume it was stolen or he stole yeah, the money to buy that car. and he doesn't have a job because nope. he's out here robbing people. So, yeah. like, material girl. <laughs> material girl. <laughs> I don't know the words. <laughs> material girl. <laughs> this motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Back in action. I hate this guy. Yeah. Like, I mean, I hate, like, a, like, obviously all of them. But, like, this guy. He is a trip. 
Yeah. A true trip. Keep going. So, like I said, he's sitting in his Mercedes, and he turns over to Barbara, and he says, Hey, since she was once your friend, and she'll trust you, you should lure her into the car for a ride. We can just uh, disorient her and just rob her. So, her friendship clearly didn't mean shit to her, to Barbara, because... She nods, and she's happily agreeing with it. What the... Oh, my God. Your own friends. Not even if it's your old friend. It's still your friends. So, Barbara gets out the car. She goes up to Margaret, and she tells her that she should come hang out with her and her boyfriend to catch up. It'll be fun. So, Margaret says, sure, why not? They walk over to the Mercedes and get in. Margaret reaches over to shake Jack's hand, and they drive off. Once they get to a quiet, dimly lit street, Jack turns off his headlights, turns around, and strikes Margaret across the head with a heavy instrument. Oh, poor Margaret. How Mm. scary. He grabs her by her shirt and literally pulls her forward and to like towards the front of the car. And he tells Margaret to remain silent and comply, takes the belt that's on Barbara's coat and ties it around her hands. And kind of, like, ties it behind her back so she can't, you know, do anything or whatever. Mm -hmm. So Margaret is struggling to get loose, and Jack demands money. So she complies, to which she only actually had 30 marks on her, which is about $17 in U.S. currency today. So he's yelling at her for having the small amount, and frantically she says, It's okay, like, I have more, like, it's at my parents' house. And she gives him her house keys. Oh my god! I would probably do the same thing if I was in that predicament. I would be freaking out. I understand. Like, you don't know what to do. The the first thing you think is stay alive as long as possible, right? Like, that is what you want. So give them what they want. So they then drive over to Margaret's parents' house. No one is luckily home, or her parents are at least, so they're not in harm's way. Oh, good. So Barbara breaks into the house, steals some clothes... In a hundred marks, which is approximately uh, fifty-seven dollars in today's American uh, currency. Was this really worth it? Like seventy bucks? Seventy. <laughs> like a little bit more yeah. than seventy bucks. Not shit. Yeah. By the way, okay, and some clothes. Like, were they Gucci? Like, what the? Like, <laughs> no, I doubt that. I highly doubt that. Margaret's walking around with only seventeen dollars in her pocket. Yeah. I like was it really oh my god her own friend literally so oh my god yeah so like I said Barbara takes the money she takes the clothes and she goes back into the car where Jack has Margaret held hostage as they drive off Jack insists something be done about Margaret because she cannot be let free and with little hesitation Barbara nods and ignoring Margaret's plea to be a good friend and let her go, they drive to a secluded wooded area. And I just got chills just saying that. I could imagine playing, like, imagine your best friend, me, like, begging for help and you're just ignoring them. Like, that that hurts. That's cold-blooded. It's so cold. So, they had drove into this secluded wooded area and tells Margaret to take her clothes off in which she refuses so he punches her in the face and both Jack and Barbara force to ship her bare Jack then proceeds to get out the car he goes to the trunk takes out a steel bar and takes Margaret's bra 
and then get, begins to drag Margaret out of the car by her hair. While nude, by the way, mm-hmm. into the dark woods. He does ask Barbara if she wants to join, but she decides to wait in the car. So when Jack finally gets far enough into the woods off the trail, he begins beating her with a still bar, assaulting her with the bar. He then takes her bra and strangles her with it. Mm. 15 to 20 minutes later, Jack returns to the car, tries off with Barbara, disposing of the bloody still bar and his boots and then tosses them out a couple miles away from where they left Margaret lay dead. Margaret's body was not found for another three weeks. A couple of hunters stumbled upon her bare and battered body. Her bra was still found wrapped around her neck, too. It's just so tragic to think about. Now, unfortunately, I don't know how her body was found, if it was decomposed or whatnot, because it is around the wintertime in um, Austria, so I don't know... Specifically, if there's a lot of snow or whatever, if it's super cold, but I can imagine it's probably cold. She may have not decomposed a ton, Mm -hmm. so she may have still been intact. Don't know for sure, but that's that. The next month, in January of 1975, Jack and Barbara find a 16-year-old named Maria to help them commit a couple of acts of theft. Where they find this girl, don't know. But at a certain point, they all plan to stage a kidnapping on her parents and demand ransom. Fortunately, the police cornered both Jack and Barbara, then they were both sent in for questioning. The police actually were able to connect the death of Margaret Schaefer to Barbara, and Barbara's dumbass immediately read it out Jack and served uh, a lighter sentence. So Jack was charged with the murder of Margaret, which, good news, And he was then sent back to Salzburg to wait a trial. At the same time, Inspector Agus Schenner, who saw this on the news in the papers, he was the dude that assigned was assigned to the Marista Horvat case, Mm -hmm. uh, really started to connect the dots. Eventually, he flew into Salzburg to question Jack. Now, Inspector Schenner did catch Jack in a couple lies about where he was that night that Marista was murdered. Because his alibis were just not matching up and they're a little loose. But he still had no solid evidence. This trip did ensure Shaner that Jack was in fact the killer of Maurice de Horvac. But sadly, Jack was never charged with her murder. And her case still remains cold today. In 1976, Jack's trial for the murder of Margaret Schaefer began. And almost immediately, he he just confessed to everything. But it was far from the truth. He told the court, as he was mugging her in the woods, he saw his neglectful mother in her face, and rage swelled within him, and he blacked out. That is the saddest excuse for a fucking man I've ever heard in my life. You did not fucking black out, bitch. You knew exactly what you are doing, and you planned this right before you did it. So don't fucking tell a fucking jury that you did this by accident, or you blacked out. Yeah, there was an intent. Like, he yeah. literally had he just so happened to have a steel bar in his trunk thank you in case of emergency yeah no in case he felt like murdering obviously yeah um and he literally brought it with him when he was dragging her naked body across the woods like he knew what he was gonna do he knew exactly what he was gonna do he knew what he was gonna do you've not told me differently fucking excuse like dude 
Yeah, the court saw right through his bullshit attempt for sympathy, and he was then sentenced to life in prison at Shankton Prison. So you would think that's the end of the story, but that's actually far from it, because Jack Unterweger went on to commit some pretty gruesome crimes. What happened next? That's his secret I'll never tell. XOX. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't say that. <laughs> Not that. Oh my god. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, we're gonna have to wait till part two to see what happens, because uh, it gets pretty crazy from here, and you'll be pretty shocked to see what happens. Don't look it up, but. So, how many people did he end up murdering? He actually ended up murdering um, 14 to 16 people. And that's only the people we know that he murdered. Wow. And I only covered a couple. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, some of them are pretty brutal, so I might... I, I did cover some today that were really brutal, and I apologize for that. I felt some people really need their stories told. There are some stories I may not be able to tell just for quality reasons. I want to keep it somewhat cleaner i did tell a lot today but i i, I want to keep i don't want to i don't want to put a lot of heavy stuff on us so i will cut some some things out just mm-hmm. for the sake of you know health re- you know mental health reasons things like that i don't want people being over overwhelmed yeah yeah i don't want people to become overwhelmed about you know the things that we tell or anything i want us to learn i want us to take in a lot of this information but also want us to, you know, go along with the go along with the story. So yeah, I there might be a couple I might keep out. I don't do it purposely. I just want to make sure that nothing is too gruesome here or anything. Um, but we will cover part two next week. We actually have a nice little um, gift for you guys coming up because uh, you will get three more episodes this month and there's only two more weeks in the month left so uh we will be doing a very special case at the end of the month um it's gonna be a two-parter brie knows what it is but she's looking at me like she doesn't i have to remind her after the show i'm not gonna tell you guys what it is but we're gonna come out with two episodes in one week um it's gonna be a great one because you guys all know who it is i'm not gonna say who it is but just know I have the memory of a squirrel. I don't even know what he's talking about. And I know that he told me because I know that we went over it. But I truly have the memory of a squirrel. And I'm also just always in doing something and being busy. So I get that. Those things just kind of get forgot about. It's okay. All you guys need to know is that, and this is your hint, every case that we do this month is somehow connected to the Cecil Hotel. So... Take that little hint. Oh, I remember. You remember? I remember. Okay. I remember. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good. How can I forget? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's our that's our that little gift a, to you yeah. guys. We're gonna be doing a uh, two parter in one week, so you guys are gonna get that. You're gonna get this next week. It's gonna be a lot for us, but it's gonna be fun for you. And fuck yeah, we're gonna kill it. So. <laughs> Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry again, guy, for that really hard, really hard story. Um. We will continue it next week, and until then, uh, (laughs) (laughs) no, it's okay. I don't really tell you either. Um, all right, (laughs) my voice sounds so weird right now. Oh my god, anyway. 
Um, as always, the ways to reach us are going to be uh, Instagram at WTLGO Podcast. Yay, yay. Um, Kendall's personal Instagram is going to be at This is Kendall Hudson. Go like my pictures from New York. Oh, yeah. They're really good, too. <laughs> Thank you. They deserve it. I literally got strangers to take pictures of me. So if you don't like them, I'll be sad. French strangers. French strangers. Oh, I spoke French with them. That was so fun. I never could to speak French with people. Love. That was a treat. Um... Our Facebook is when the lights go out. Twitter is going to be WTLGO podcast. Our email is WTLGO inquiries at gmail.com. Our YouTube is WTLGO podcast. And as always, we're begging you send us ideas, send us um, your stories. We're still looking to compile that video. We still think it'd be really cool. Nobody is wanting to give us stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe we're, one day we're waiting um maybe one day yeah i i like i said before we have i at least i have plans for us a lot of cool stuff um next year but i don't want to release it until you know we start ranking up a little more a little more followers and a little more love so like I said, tell your friends, tell your family, let them know that we are here. Um, the holidays are coming up, so when you're with all your family, literally, let them know. Let them know. I know you're gonna be around let them. Let them know. I will literally come to your house. No, I won't. But <laughs> I will literally. <laughs> I'll give you a cute little individual greeting. Let's say that. That's cute. That's fun. Love. That's fun. I don't know how many I can do, but. Yeah, that'll be fun. So, Boo will attack if y'all don't send us suggestions. Well, Boo's and a menace. She's crazy. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she was actually really good this episode. Oh, she was. She wasn't doing too much or anything. She kept wrapping her tail around the mic a couple times, but I don't think anything that was pretty good. So, but with that, we will see you next when the light goes out. Abianto. Ciao. <laughs>